The world seems so unstable, so insecure. Everything is changing way too fast. But there are some things that are steadfast, things that never change. God and His Word. Join us as Pastor Randy Rehm shares truths from God's unchanging Word. So we are in John chapter 9, the last, last few verses, chapter 9, verse 39 through 41. John chapter 9, verse 39 through 41. And Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. You may be seated and you go, huh? It's one of those phrases that Jesus says that seems, you know, because the last shall be first. Well, no, if they're first, then they're not last, right? And the last, wait, uh, those kind of statements, it's, it's sort of paradoxical. That means when you first look at it, it seems to say one thing. But Jesus has healed that blind man had been blind since birth. If you recall, he did it on the Sabbath. His own neighbors are in consternation over whether or not this is really the guy or not. Then the Pharisees investigate and they don't believe it. And then they pull in the guy's parents and they want to know about it. And, they, and of course, they sort of pass the buck back to the boy, the man. And he goes, uh, why are you asking this again? And they ask him, who do you think he is? Well, he's a prophet. They don't want to buy that. Uh, they say they blame him as being a disciple of Christ and throw him out of the building. Jesus finds that fellow purposely. When he finds the guy who was thrown out, he finds him and says to him, ask him if he believes in the Son of Man. Does he believe? Who is it? Me, I'm standing in front of you. And the guy worships him. See, he calls him Lord and worships him. That, that's where we get to here. And Jesus said, now, the audience here is the audience in general. He's not necessarily addressing the blind man. The blind man's now out of the picture. He was blind, former blind man. He, he's not mentioned anymore. And we do know that the Pharisees hear this. It's not necessarily focused at them. Jesus says this general statement. For judgment, I came into the world. And then he talks about being blindness, not being able to see and being able to see. Now, we know that this is, by its context, spiritual blindness, not physical, because the Pharisees aren't physically blind, and the people in general, he's not referring to that. It's a common metaphor in the Bible for those who particularly, who don't believe, and matter of fact, there's prophecies, particularly in Isaiah, about he will come and open the eyes of the blind. When Jesus is in the synagogue and, set, and opens and it's his time to read, one of the things he says is bring sight to the blind. Does he mean physically? Well, he did do that, but it's referring to spiritual blindness. But again, you've got to put this in the context of what just happened. All right? That is the former blind man recognizing Jesus as the Son of Man and Lord and worshipped him. That's its context. All right. 
So, so we'll spend much of the time speaking of it in this context, even though there's many places in the Bible that talk about spiritual blindness and spiritual sight, if I could say like that in a more general sense. So in this case, the blind would be those who cannot identify or do not identify Jesus as both the Son of Man and Lord and worship Him. That, that's the definition by context the blind are. You cannot worship him as Lord when you do not see him as Lord. That makes pretty good sense, doesn't it? Maybe that doesn't need to be stated, but but it is obvious here, okay? But I think this this metaphor complements the metaphor Jesus said when this blind man is healed and all. He says, I am the light of the world, okay? So the metaphor of light and darkness in Scripture Uh, The idea of light is righteousness, goodness, truth, faithfulness. Thus, when we get to 1 John 1, 5, God is light. That is, God is righteous. God is good. God is truth. God is faithful. Okay, that's how the metaphor plays out. Darkness is, of course, the antecedent of that. Unrighteousness, evil, sin, falsehood, and so on. Unfaithfulness. So when we see it in 1 John, God is light. In Him, there is no darkness at all. So I'm contrasting sight, light, blind, darkness. Those are the two that I'm bringing to the point. Why? Because Jesus has already used this light metaphor. Now He brings that into sight, this being able to see and blindness. Because, notice, God is light. In Him, there's no darkness at all. It assumes the law of non-contradiction. When it, the Bible, when speaking of the nature of God, it assumes the law of non-contradiction. That is, you can't be righteous and unrighteous at the same time. God can't be unfaithful or faithful and unfaithful. He can't be good and evil. He is these things, therefore the contradiction to it is false. Okay? And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when people talking about truth, how we no longer, our culture no longer believes in the law of non-contradiction. You can have two beliefs in and of themselves that are absolutely contradictory, and that's right and okay. One person can believe one thing, one third can believe it's absolute contradiction, but you're both right. Nope. The Bible assumes the law of non-contradiction. We see this idea in 2 Timothy 2 and 13 that God cannot deny himself. In that context, God is always faithful. He can't be unfaithful. Even when you're unfaithful, it says. Why? God can't deny who he is. Therefore, he must be righteous, good, faithful, so on. So God is that light, goodness, righteousness, and so on. He is not darkness. You see this same idea. Now remember, he says, for judgment I came into this world. That's how he starts here. John 3 and 19, we were there when Nicodemus uh, comes to Jesus at night. Jesus said, for this judgment, and this, excuse me, is the judgment that the light has come into the world. And people love the darkness rather than the light for their their deeds are evil. So evil being contrasted against the light, the light being good, leads being evil. He is the light of the world. He came into the world. 
that in itself is a judgment. The fact that he came is a judgment. For judgment, I came into this world. Because of the nature of who Christ is, who Jesus is, that brings judgment. Okay? The, term, the idea of judgment, God, Christ coming and judge and judgment, to up to this point, this doesn't include after chapter 9, but 16 times in the Gospel of John. Okay? The way we come to eternal life and to salvation is recognize that He is the just judge. And Jesus talks about that the, the authority to judge has been given to Him, but He doesn't judge on His own accord. He judges out of the righteousness of God because He is God. He, he can't make a wrong judgment. I think that's chapter 7. Okay? So one of the things there, He says... For judgment I came into the for this reason. One of the reasons he came into the world. For, let me explain why I came into the world. At first glance, it seems to be in contradiction to John 12, 47, which we will get to in John 47, but let me see what you'll see why some people say this is in contradiction. Remember, for judgment I came into the world. Okay? Now in John 12, 47. If anyone hears my teaches and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said up here where we're reading today, for judgment I came into this world. Over here you said I did not come to judge. Right? We've got a paradox. Seems to be a contradiction, but you've got to take a closer look. Usually the answer is found in context, context, and context. So that was verse 47, the last half of verse 47 I just read to you. Verse 48. The one who rejects me and does not accept my teaching has one, one who judges him. Not a thing that judges him, but one. A person that judges him. The word which I spoke. That will judge him in the last day. Now listen again. If anyone hears my teaching, the words I speak, and doesn't keep them, it's not me that's judging you. It's my words. That's his point here. Okay? By his words, that judgment comes. Jesus, the man, if I can say it like this, we're talking about the hypostatic union. Jesus, the human, came, came to save that which is lost. But by the nature of the fact that he is God, in the flesh brings judgment. Okay? How, how, how does that happen? Okay. In the beginning was the... And the Word was with God. Then we get down to verse 14. The Word was God. Jesus is the Word. It's John 17, 17. Your Word is truth. Okay? Truth always judges and divides. Matter of fact, you'll see this idea of division many times, especially through chapter 7 through chapter 10 in John. You'll see it coming up next week when we go... Or when we go through chapter 10, it actually brings division. And there was division among them. 
We saw that last week at the blind, and there was division among them. We saw that back in chapter 7 when Jesus he did things, and there was division among them. Truth judges and divides. Truth assumes the law of non-contradiction. Well, truth requires the law of non-contradiction. That's why we throw the law of non-contradiction out. That's why our culture wants to get rid of it, so that way you can have truth whatever you think it is, supposedly. Okay? By nature and definition, truth divides truth from falsehood. God comes in the flesh. God is truth. By definition, the man Jesus comes to save to redeem humanity as a human being. But the fact that he is God, he is truth incarnate, it automatically, by its nature, says there's a distinction between truth and falsehood. Has to. Okay? No matter what you say your gender is. This idea for judgment, I came into the world. You'll see this. We've seen it. Anybody remember the Truth Project? With Ted, da Dr. Ted Dackett, I think is his name, right? Okay. In John 18, 37, last half, for this purpose, or for this, I was born. For this, I came into the world to testify of the truth. Now, he just said, I came into the world for judgment. In what sense? He came to testify the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. His word is truth. He comes into the world in human form to redeem mankind, but because he is also God, because he lives a perfectly righteous life, that stands in stark contrast to everything that's not that. Okay? Darkness and lightness do not mix. Okay? I, I know you think there, there, there's brightness. But I'm not talking about brightness. I'm saying light and dark. If light is there, darkness is not. Okay? Now, we have varying degrees of light as we know it. There's no variance in God. There's no very degree of godness he, that he showed, you know, he's God fully, completely, all the time. And so was Jesus. Okay? It's similar to two when he says, so that those who do not see may see in John 12. We'll get there. I know I keep jumping ahead, but I... I'm trying really not to cover all the stuff in 12 right now, but you got to see the link. John's just not writing haphazardly. It's all connected. Okay? I have come as light into the world so that no one who believes in me will remain in darkness. Let me put it another way. I have come as sight. Can I use it like that? Into the world so that anyone who believes in me will not remain blind. So this, this connection between light, darkness, seeing, blindness, it runs really especially through these several chapters. These who are, um, I'll say can't see, that he talks about, are those who recognize that they are in spiritual darkness. Okay? This is why he says 
to the Pharisees, if you were blind, you would have no guilt. Well, if you were blind, recognize that you're in darkness that you can't see. Well, that recognition itself is what really... But because you say you're not blind, you're not in darkness, you're not sinful, evil, unrighteous, unfaithful, because you say that, okay, your guilt remains. Okay? They are people, the sighted people, if I can say it spiritually sighted, who recognize this. They are not the arbiters of truth. The Pharisees think they got the truth. Let, uh, now, you, you, you got to be wrong. Matter of fact, later they call Jesus a demon here and call him insane. Because we know what we know. We talked about that last time. The word know showed up so many times. Okay? Well, we know truth. You must, you must be a demon. You must be insane because we know what truth is. So let me put it with a... You know, if you eat of that tree, you'll know the truth. You won't have to believe God. You'll get to be one who knows good from evil. Okay? So people recognize they don't get to choose right and wrong. Their eyes are opened, if I could say it like that. Oops! Uh, I'm not light. I'm not truth. What I thought was light, what I thought was truth. I'm, I don't get to determine that. You do. Okay? They recognize Jesus as God. Life, light, truth, righteous, faithful, good, so on. By that recognition, they recognize what they are not. Now, you've heard me say this before. People want to make Scripture about us. Now, it's about us in this sense, that God gave it to us to reveal who He is. As we discover who He is, let me put it this way. How does the Bible start? In the beginning, you... No, in the beginning, God. Let me tell you the subject of the Bible. Go read the back of it. It's God. We discover who He is. He is truth. He is light. He is life. He is right. And we find out the contradiction to that is us. We are the antecedent of that, the, the other extreme. We are not those things. Because we discover that, we discover who Jesus is, and Jesus, therefore, can be and becomes our righteousness. Too many today have made it about them, so they make grace about what they can do. Grace means I can do what I want. I can do this, and I can do that, and I can do this, and, and it doesn't matter. So he says that those who do not see may see. Those in darkness would be illuminated. And those who might see become blind. Again, in what sense? Okay. Those who think they're in the light really aren't. Those who think they're at the front of the line are really at the back, and the last, or the first, shall be last. That same kind of process here, okay? 
those who are blind to the manifestations of God as revealed in Jesus Christ in His Word. That's what these people are. They think they know. No, and I used that word on purpose after last week's message. Okay. Really don't know. What, what they're sure they see, really they don't see. We'll touch up more on that as we go. He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that they can neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts nor turn. And I would heal them. That's Isaiah 6, 40. It is quoted in John 12. That idea of seeing, okay? He, God, has blinded their eyes. And I know that people have a problem with that, but we'll get there. Don't, don't, don't get all upset at me yet. Okay? Romans 8 describes these, or just Romans 1 describes these blind people. Starting in verse 18 and following. Okay? These blind people are those who suppress the truth with unrighteousness. Of course, if truth is righteousness, the opposite is, okay? They do not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him as God. They profess to be wise, or let me put it another way, profess to be seen when they're actually fools, blind. They exchange the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the created things rather than the Creator. Let me put it this way. Truth is found in the creation, not the creator. That, that, that's what they do. Okay? Those who do not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. Therefore, there's a consequence to this, these blind people, if I could say it that way. God gave them over to lust of their hearts in impurity, to, the, to degrading passions, and to a depraved mind. I'll put it another way. They'll think they're seeing when they're blind. He turns them over to their own blindness. That's, that's, that's pretty rough. When Gus says, fine, I'll, I'll turn you over right into darkness that you claim to be light, I'll let, I'll let you go there. I'll, I'll just, matter of fact, I'll turn you and face you right into the darkness. I think we see that when we already read this from John 3 and 19. For this is the judgment that light is coming to the world. But the people loved the darkness more than they did the light. How do you know that? Because their deeds are evil. That's why they hate the light. Because light exposes everything. Ephesians 5.13a. But all things become visible when exposed to the light. Thus they hated Jesus. Him being very God in human form, absolute perfection and righteousness and goodness and evil, exposed their unrighteousness, their evilness, their unfaithfulness, etc. They didn't like that. They loved their darkness because their deeds were evil. It exposes my darkness and 
So the Pharisees' response to this, wait, wait, you're saying we're blind. Well, in one sense, Jesus says, no, okay, you're not because you don't recognize your own blindness. No, because, because you claim that you say you see, you, if you claim you were blind, then you wouldn't be guilty. Why? Because by that point, you've recognized who he is, Okay. See, they are self-righteous. They, their belief is they're basically good, that, that their good deeds outweigh their bad ones. Come on, no Pharisee thought they never sinned, even though they claimed it. They knew better. Their anger, their jealousy towards Christ himself proved that. But they would tell you they're the righteous ones. Thus, they're the example of, of self-righteousness throughout Scripture. Okay? So instead of measuring themselves by the light of Jesus, they measured themselves by the darkness in others who were also dark. So they compared themselves. I am glad I'm not like that sinner over there when I'm praying. See the comparison? Okay? They compare their darkness to the darkness in others and say, I'm light. We all know it. You're a good person. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a cannibal. I'm not a mass murderer. I'm not Adolf Hitler. See, I'm a good person. They're comparing darkness to darkness and calling it light. Because when light was in front of them, that left them wanting, lacking. And I'll read this because the way I wrote it. They are guilty men, blind to their own guilt, and as the light exposes... More of their guilt, the more they claim guiltlessness. Let me read it again. They are guilty men, blind of their own guilt. And as the light exposes more of their guilt, the more they claim their guiltlessness. But yes, they are blind in another sense, that they don't recognize that He's the Son of Man and Lord and worship Him like the blind man, the previously blind man, did. They do not to submit to his lordship. What? He actually said in eight, nine, how many times do you, you don't hear me? Listen to my words. You don't hear me. Now he says you can't hear me, all right? But you don't listen. You, you don't obey. You don't do what I tell you. Why? Because you don't see me as Lord. You don't see, they didn't see Jesus as having the right to tell them you can heal on the Sabbath. They didn't like that. They, they wouldn't listen to him. And he says that, well, wait a minute. I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, and you want to tell me I don't have the right to do You see what I'm saying? Lord of the Sabbath. Supreme authority and ruler of the Sabbath. And you want to tell me what to do on the Sabbath. Because he's picking grain later with the disciples. Let's take a little application. The truth of who Christ is always divides because truth, by its nature, does so. This is Stephen Wilson, and we want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope you were blessed by today's message. Truths from God's Unchanging Word is an outreach ministry of Kindred Bible Church in Caldwell, Idaho. If you would like to listen to other messages by Pastor Randy or learn more about Kindred Bible Church, visit kindredbible.org. Our prayer for you is that you grow closer to Christ as we study the truths from God's Unchanging Word.